Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio, uh, back on the internet as always, because no one lives in the real world anymore. And uh, this is kind of a cool episode because there's some, you know, some people who have been involved in the local music scene for, for a long time. And for whatever reason, I haven't had either of you on the podcast uh, before, but it's cool that you are both on together now. You have this project that's uh, just come out that is very exciting. And I think the best way to sort of start things off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and just give a little back, bit of background about, uh, about this new project and, and what you've been working on. I'm DJ Cutdown. Um, I've known Sky for about 20 years, and this year, or last year, we just decided to get down, get it done. It's been a long time in the coming. Cool. Facts. Um, <laughs> so I'm one half of the Dim Mac Monks, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, we just dropped this album February 22nd, so it's available everywhere. It's available everywhere like air, and yeah, just happy to chop it up with you, fam. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. Well, so I guess, um, like you said, you, you've known each other for, for decades now. So what was the kind of, um, what was the incentive for working together now? Why, why 2021? Is it because of the pandemic giving you time to do this? Or what was the sort of uh, reason to, to finally come together and make this record? It just lined up. It just lined up. Um, one day, about eight months ago, I was going through a hard drive and I found four five songs that Sife and I had done and I hit him up on Instagram and I was like, maybe we should do something with these. Like just wrap it up and put them out. Yeah. <clears throat> and then that gets to like, well, maybe we'll add a more current track. And then the chemistry was like track after track after track. And then we had 13 new tracks. We scrapped the old ones and we did a whole <laughs> record. <laughs> Am I right? Like that's exactly how it went. It's true. They still sitting there, but <laughs> So I guess, like, I mean, this is maybe, you know, cut down, this may be a question for you. Uh, you've worked with a lot of people over the years, and you have a very distinctive sound as, as a producer. But what what do you look for in a collaborator? Like, what makes a good collaboration with you? Because I'm sure you've worked with some people where it, the sound doesn't necessarily work out. This, from what I've heard of it, it's, it's, it sounds very cool, and it seems like a good a good combination, the two of you, you know, your, your vocals and your, and your production. But what do you look for when you're collaborating with a, vo- with a, with a rapper or a singer or, or someone who's doing the lyrical part of the puzzle? Um, I mean, it goes back to the foul tone days. Like, yeah. I, I'm looking, I'm looking for the artist who wants to um, curate some art. They want to sit down and put 10, 15 songs together and make a project all recorded. Like we, we recorded everything the same way we recorded the first track. There was no outside production. There was no, we didn't record the vocals at different spots. It was yeah. all done in one place. It was, um, it was the same, like we're looking I, I like it when it's done in one take. I want the vocals done in one take. I want that energy. I don't want punches. 
And that's some old school shit. You got to go to the old school guys to get that. <laughs> and that, and that's nice. You know, it's, it's, it's the, the guys from back in the day who are veterans who can, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this, the skill. I'm, I'm tired with the punches. I'm tired with the, you know, sitting on tracks. Let's do it. Let's just make the record and let's put something great together and get it out there. Okay. And that's the goal in any, in any artist I'm working with. Well, and I think that maybe that comes through too, because on this album, I mean, both sides of it, the, the, the beats are very dense. There's a lot going on. It, it's very, um, it often sounds very ominous to me. Like there's like a, sort of a, this, this like terror, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, you're freaking out the listener, but then the, the lyrics are, the, the vocals are, are similarly dense. Like it's, it's lyrically dense. It's not, uh, there's, there's a lot going on, um, contextually and, and just, just, uh, vocally there. So I guess, uh, let's reverse the question. And then, so what is it about his beats that, that you think that you work well on as a lyricist? Oh man, I could go on for hours. So cut down. He's, um, he's a samurai. You know what I mean? Like he's a serious, serious man. He puts in that work and when he lays a beat, it's, it's weird because rooted in foundation, right? I'm an old school purist, so it's technical. It's rooted in foundation, like these four bar loops. Mm-hmm. He's going to a point to where the arrangement of it is where it comes to life. You know what I mean? Simple yet effective. Not basic. Movement. Right. Word, word. And so you get on there and there's just all kinds of room for you to move and you could just like be like syrup, like molasses dripping <laughs> through the crevices of every crack of these you know what I mean? Very easy. It makes it very easy. He's a good dude. He's easy to work with. We get we get results fast. We both want to work. We both want to work. I think that's the most important part on my part. Like, we're not trying to just do the bare minimum. We're like serious men. Yeah, yeah. But we are, but we are doing the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> like the bare minimum, like. One takes, we're not using a computer, you know, bare minimum. Yeah. Barely mixing it, just making it, keeping that energy to it. Well, it seems like, I mean, maybe this, I'm not, this is my perception of it, but I, I get that it was recorded in a minimal kind of way in the sense that, like you just said, right, you're together, you're doing it from, from start to finish, it's not, uh, you're not punching anything in, but it has, um, this is, again, me being, like, old and set in my ways, but I feel like a lot of hip-hop now is, is minimalist in a negative way, where, to my ears anyway, where it's, it's too stripped oh, down, man. and there's there's not that, that amount of depth when it comes to production yeah. or, or, or lyrics. And this is kind of the obvious, this is like a maximal <laughs> effort in the sense yeah. that, you know, everything, it, it, it's so layered and so dense. So how, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, because, you know, I'm a guy who, who listen to, listens to hip-hop, but I'm definitely set in my ways and stuck in a certain era uh, and you know it's probably a similar era to you guys where, where this is kind of the, the the stuff that i want to hear and well there's still some great stuff happening no doubt you know in winnipeg and elsewhere it definitely seems like the trend has gone away from the type of stuff that you're talking about where where that kind of uh interaction between producer and and and, and mc is not the same because you'll have a cd now and it'll have or not even a cd an album will have 20 tracks and each track has a different producer and that kind of cohesiveness that you used to get which is something that, that i definitely feel on this album isn't there anymore yeah yeah i mean to go back to the sound you're talking about like these simple it's the sample yeah, you know like yeah. it, it's the sound you choose to make the music you're making i mean me and Scythe chose those samples I, we picked those beats and that's how it came out i mean 
it's very simple stuff that everything you hear that's simple. There's a couple of loops, some bass lines, and some drums. Nothing, yeah, nothing fancy. Yeah. A sword master will tell you, like, it all starts with the kind of steel you're working with. Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Before yeah. you even look it down, like, what do you got there? What's the yeah. natural? I hear what you're saying about the new music. It is, it is stripped down. It is pretty basically, you know, it's just sounds. If you like the sounds, you like the sounds. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's a good way of putting it. And I, I always feel like I'm an old man yelling at clouds, just like com- complaining about this because, you know, like I, it came to me a long time ago that that stuff's not for me. I'm not the audience for that stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, my, criticism of it is kind of just like well whatever who cares what this guy has to say about it <laughs> but i mean you know what? i think they're fabricating I, the audience for that. in what way i think yeah. i think a lot of it has to do with quantize yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like a lot of that has to do with just like you can make beats but you gotta make beats a move yeah kind of pull you somewhere pull you forward Make you sit back, lean back. Like the movement, it's the quantize. Like it's just a lot of new music's pretty stiff. Yeah, that might be like, that might be what it is. Yeah, yeah. Everybody rocks out to the ABC song, the alphabet song. Like everybody knows it. I mean, everybody's bopped to it at some point in their life. But there's Tchaikovsky out there. There's yeah, yeah. Bach out there. You know what I mean? There's Coltrane out there. Yeah. So like, there's levels to this, and yeah. You can find that basic loop or tone that people gravitate to, but what are you going to do with it? Right. Facts. And then cut down. This guy, I, I've never seen anybody do what he does. Like, he's so proficient in it. He's so professional. And he doesn't stop. Like, every day he's at it, man. Every day he's putting me to work in some form of fashion. <laughs> oh. Wait, man. Y'all be breaking your fingers, breaking your hands and shit, man. Pull those elbows out, man. This elbow's all goddamn thing, man. Elbows and knees, man. Come on. My notebook, death touch. These death notes, dead shot. I'm death stroke. No penny wise, just death lights. Dead ride, look light. Lady death strike, damn deadline after deadline. Spitting death line after death line. It's definitely a death ride. I'm done doing dead time. Many questions left like, really do the death fly? My mic giving good check. Is the life after good death? Did I truly make a difference before I breathe my last breath? Did they even get my references? Did I beat my rhyme to death on ears? Falling on these deaf ears like a tree in a forest somewhere. Solitaire, where there's no one left to hear. Blind guy blinks an eye and cries. These guys are deaf in here. Let's get this lesson clear. Deaf, debonair, dapper, sophisticated, civilized, underrated rapper. DJ, producer, executive, get used to how these ninjas bless it up. Deliver us from evil record labels. That's carnivorous. Definitely the death touch is deafening. Deceptive things. Finding a deadly martial art. Yo, this part is the reckoning. You better bring your A game B. C, we D, E, F. 
living things Definitely a different way of life Live in sight Don't believe the hype Don't you leave your knife Don't forget to rep to death Yo, these beats ain't nothing nice The preamp's so precise Nothing less will suffice They should call me Cyber Sife The way I bear to your device So many rappers seem to die Way before they day So I wrote a whole track Of me rhyming from the grave Rigor mortis got my fingers froze. I suppose it's ninja scrolls, scribbling raps and riddle flows, decomposed. How long did it take yeah. to put this whole thing together? Like, how long were you guys actually working on this uh, as a duo, I guess? What, eight like, weeks? Eight weekends? Seriously, yeah? Wow. Something like that. Maybe ten weekends, ten, ten visits, you know? Yeah. We were restricted. We were restricted by um, current situations in the world and stuff. But, um, yeah, we, 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 like, we did what we had to do. And it could have been done a lot quicker. But we wanted to be safe. We wanted to be cautious. We wanted to adhere to, you know, the sensitivities at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult. Well, one of the things that I, I've been asking—I mean, I, I'm doing two of these a week and talking to you know country singers and rappers and punk bands and metal bands or whatever. And one of the things that I find very interesting is, is the way that people have dealt with this situation we're in, in terms of creativity. Like some people have been just completely blocked and they haven't been able to write or, or create. And a lot of the time that's because they're in a band and maybe, you know, the singer's in one one house, the guitar's somewhere else, they, they can't meet up. But what what has this been like for the two of you in terms of being able to create? Have you found it like a, a time where you're you're able to come up with a lot, able to, to, to do the same level of work that you would have done beforehand or more or less? Go ahead, Seth. Okay, I'll say, um, you know, there was points where we were laughing at how easy it was coming. Oh, yeah? It was just happening, and we were like, that was 15 minutes, and we're doing cuts, writing whole tracks. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, we didn't rush anything. There wasn't a rush. It didn't feel like there was an urgency. It just happened naturally. We were having fun doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had a bunch of people, like, we had a handful of people, I shouldn't say a bunch, but we had a handful of people that were like giving us the okay in the direction we were going, you know what I mean? The senseis and and the comrades, they were showing us mad love. So we knew we had something. I think we knew we had something from the start. So it was easy. It was simple. It happened really fast. Yeah, we COVID COVID couldn't stop us. <laughs> That's good, yeah. You, what I found with the with the whole pandemic and the lockdowns and stuff, nothing much changed for me. I still had to go about my usual daily daily routine and such. Yeah. But a lot of people on the internet, beat makers especially, a lot of those guys were putting out a lot more output. Okay. You heard a lot more. I was seeing so many more beats being posted on Instagram, and that just inspired me. So, like, the whole pandemic i'd come home from work or wherever i was doing and i opened my instagram and just banger after banger all these guys yeah. and i would just get on the machine and start making like instantly so it just turned into a routine i, I kind of fell into whatever was happening musically oh, that makes and sense, i yeah. think 
I pushed out a lot more because of the inspiration I got from the people who were affected. And I guess I, you're, you're doing something too that that's, uh, lends itself to being kind of locked up in solitary in the first place, right? Oh, yeah. It's my world. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, you know, like, the more time I can spend here, the happier I am usually. But this is, a, yeah, that's a well, unexpected benefit, I guess, of everything being shut down for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so listening to the record, I mean, it, it, it seems like it has a, it seems very thematic, sonically and, and, and lyrically and everything else. What What is the concept behind it? What was the, uh, how, did, how did you put this together in terms of uh, just the overall, I don't want to say storyline because I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a concept album, but the vibe of it and the feel of it and just uh, the, the sort of flow of it from start to finish. I think that's Scythe again. Man, if, it, if it's to me, then I just have to say, dog, we just wanted some music to train to. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just wanted some music we could go hard to, some grown-ass, mature-ass music, densely nutri- nutritious. We just but, wanted but, to... Scythe came with, you came with that, like, damn math. Like, you know, he'd hear the couple beats and he'd, you you picked those beats. You picked them all. I didn't I didn't give you them. You were like, I want that one, I want that one. And then you came with the whole dim Mac, like Word. I sent him a sample, right? I'm like, Cuddy man, you hearing what I'm hearing right now? And um I believe it was for the deaf touch, that one. And and you're like, This is crazy. Hold on. And <laughs> within hours he sends me this 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 masterpiece. Yeah, man, it was just, dude, it was everything I had in my head, kind of just took it out and just put it into SR. It was crazy. Cool. What is the, uh, yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, the Death Touch was the first song, and I think that song wrote the rest of the rest. Okay, okay. He gave it the vibe, and Scythe just let the, all that grow, and, and, and that's how it came about. I don't want to dwell on the pandemic too much, but what was it like releasing a record during the pandemic? Because I mean, you know, obviously the way you release albums anyway is different because digital has kind of just taken over everything. And so, I mean, timelines are not necessarily the same as they would have been even five or 10 years ago, but you're putting out music in an era where no one can play shows. You can't do a release show for this. You can't do anything like that, at least not now. So what was that experience like sort of putting something out into the world without having the opportunity to, you know, properly, uh, I guess, like, introduce it to people. I saw you cut. Um, well, we tried to, like, <clears throat> we tried to like, promote it as well as we could on social media yeah. and, and not bombard people. Like, I don't want to annoy you, but I want to let you know. So we kind of timed out when we dropped, we, we got a couple videos made, when we were going to drop them. Um, as for shows, I mean, <clears throat> I'm still hoping we can play some shows this yeah, you know, I'm hoping yeah. we can do something. Going yeah, down. We're gonna show this weekend. It's going down. I mean, it's yeah. too cold. It's it's in like mm-hmm. a how do you put it? It's in a sterilized studio environment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Northern Touch Music Festival that's going on this weekend. Maybe next weekend. Maybe one of these weekends. <laughs> right. We <gotta> show. <laughs> right. You know I mean, I know I know Cuddy's got a. Cuddy's got a situation going on. I don't want to spoil it. Maybe if he wants to share that with you, he can, he can let the cat well, out the bag on that one. This is coming out when, Sam? It'll be a few weeks after we record it. Yeah, so I um, I, I entered this contest with Roland USA. Okay. Yep. 
and they picked 12 people and I was one of the 12. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and, and now they're putting out this record of, of a beat of mine and of, of all the other contestants in conjunction with stones throw records. Oh, wow. And they've asked me to do a 30 minute live beat set on the SP 404. Cool. So for the last two weeks, I have just been, haven't been making beats. Yeah. Been trying to get this set going and we're filming it this Sunday. Oh, very cool. Video. Yeah, when, when, then, is, uh, when is that actually coming out? I don't know. I, I know the videos and stuff will probably be released on April 4th, which is 404. Okay, yeah, 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 makes sense. Yeah. Um, the record, I don't know. That's cool, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's a big deal. Sending up the boards, built the flames from the fire, still burning from before. Sixties that'll scorch, eight showed the force, dropping meta in my force. Fuck, dropping metaphors and rolled in the course. School of hard knocks, a fool for hard drops, a fool is all sharks, tools, God talk, yeah, the jewel of the nile. I mine jewels from the minor, truth ain't hard to find. Hand on, Canada's finest, you need to rewind this, cut down behind this. King Midas, pose for the pious. Don't need to wear the gold that I stole from the pirates. Don't need to talk about the slave they sold to the island. Don't need to talk about the gods they stole from the highlands. I'm lit, microchips under eyelids. I sit in the palace of the righteous. Psycho Cyrus, never mind the mindless. No cap before COVID, spit virus, spit sick violence. Never in compliance. As I declare my deadly defiance, as I decalcify my people, third iris. I know you're searching for something more like I is. Balance the chakra, prepare for more like shaka. Real life Rambo, protect the ammo. <laughs> Is, mm-hmm. is this this Dimac project? This is coming out uh, as a physical release too, right? It is absolutely. What's absolutely. the what's the details with that? It'll be full color vinyl, and it'll be limited copies in about eight weeks. Right. Well, it takes a while, right, <laughs> to, get, to yeah. get the records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the? Uh, I mean, I think... I'm I'm glad you're doing that. I want to get a, I want to get a copy for sure. But um, what was the the reasoning behind that for you guys? Because again, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People aren't necessarily going out to buy. I mean, I know you can order them online and stuff too, obviously, but it's, mm-hmm. and we're in this bizarre, like, you know, just future dystopia where everyone just streams shit and doesn't listen to albums start to finish. And they just, you know, everything's so disposable. Right. And so what, what is the reasoning behind releasing something that requires that much time and investment as an LP in, in an era like this? I'm glad you're doing it, but what was the, the thought process um... for you guys? Because I buy a vinyl all the time. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You know, I, I, I buy independent rap vinyl all the time. Um, and 
I'm, I can't be the only one. No, no, you're not. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I buy all kinds so, of. Yeah. So, this, you know, like this. Is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like I, uh, we're not doing a lot. You know, like I've been, I've been the guy. We, you press 500, and you're stuck with a bunch. Yeah, know? yeah. We're not yeah. doing a, we're not doing a lot. I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. I am like you know we're, we're old school. You gotta have the vinyl. Yeah, no, I. You're bringing it back. You're bringing it back. Yeah, oh. and it it is kind of a. You see a lot more independent artists doing. You do, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's it's the thing that people will buy now, right? I think CDs are are, are kind of less popular, even at shows. You know, people want to want to buy something, Absolutely. and they're, they're going to much more likely gravitate towards the record than they are to a to a CD. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you're not buying a CD. No one's buying. A CD. Well, I, I I still do because I can't help myself. But I mean, the mo- most people are not doing. Really? That. Huh? Oh, I got I got well, way too many. How do you, what do you feel about tapes? I'm going to ta- do some tapes. Too. I love tapes. But but um, I, yeah. I I never stopped right. I never stopped listening to tapes. Even when CDs came out, I just kept my tapes, and then I didn't buy right. the same ones again on CD. So I still have the same tapes from like I don't know, like ninety two or something that I've just always listened to whatever album that is on tape, right? So and then same with CDs. I have this like you know some disgusting number of CDs that I can't bring myself to get rid of. So I mean, yeah, ta- I ta- the, the, the tape renaissance is cool though because it seems like a lot of the people into it are people who didn't grow up with tapes at all, and so it's like this weird novelty for them. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like I've talked to you know like twenty year olds on the show, and they're putting out tapes with their band, but they don't have a tape deck, and they've never had a tape deck. But it's just like this thing that now is it's like almost a a collector's item, right? It's just to have a tape, which which is funny because tape was always just the easiest way to release something because it was yeah. the cheapest, and you could do it basically in your basement, right? And I'm having problems getting tapes from the supplier, right? Now. Oh yeah, because like it's such it's such a big boom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're, I'm going to do some tapes too. With uh, I did an instrumental project not long ago, so I'll have tapes for that coming out real soon. Cool. I'm going to do Jim Mac tapes as well. Bucket, yo, you got to go check the gut bucket. That's a crazy project. When is that uh, coming out? That came out. That oh, came, came out okay. maybe two weeks before Jim Mac. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. Just uh, it's just a little beat tape. Cool, cool. Well, I guess like I mean, you're also in a genre of music where tapes never really stopped being a thing too right i mean there's like you know hip-hop and then the hardcore punk and and like black metal and stuff there's certain genres where tapes are just always just the format so it's it's yeah, it, it makes yeah. sense to release on tape for sure yeah I like that analog sound yeah yeah it's a, it's a, it's it's definitely an aesthetic that that a lot of people myself included like enjoy listening to so um what are you what are the two of you like separately what other projects you have going on um outside of this obviously this is the thing you're you're pushing now because it just came out and like you said you're going to be putting out the uh the vinyl and everything but what else is going on uh musically for each of you so you got um, <clears throat> I got uh okay so we got the, the Dimac vinyl Dimac tape got the got bucket boombox tape and then I have a. Hey, wait, hang on a second. Small... Hang on. Just sorry to interrupt you, but Gut Bucket Boombox, that was the name that you used for that live group that you guys did like 15 years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, Is- Ismala came up with that name. And when I made this tape, I sent him a text and I was like, can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ismala and I have a new record that is, uh, it's done. I got oh, cool. the art today, actually. Um, I got to figure that all out. What else? I got feels like I got a lot going on. Um, I'm working with some guys from New York. Got some stuff popping with some other artists. I got some placements coming this year. I oh, don't cool. really want to, you know, 
I seem to have had some last year that didn't happen. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you don't want to jinx it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Cool. That's it. Just keep on making beats with smart projects. Dim Mac Two is now five songs deep. Oh wow. Well, that's that's cool. That's that's a quick turnaround for the sequel. Yep. I got Pretty um a Mikel cool. Rondo I got a Mikel Rondo project done. Oh wow. I got I got Ooh. a I got a whole D Grimes album done. So- I, I mean eight songs and inspire right. songs done. Um else I got I got a whole Charlie Feta and Mikel record done. Oh wow, that's cool. Um so is, mean, this, is, this, is this foul tone still is foul tone still what you're using to release this stuff or i've been putting it on the stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I um it's like there's no social media for yeah of course yeah right? yeah but yeah like i've been putting this stamp on cool well what about you Saif? what do you got going on uh other than dimac yeah, i don't do much man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, man, we just work and we just work and expect a whole F ton of singles coming your way. I have um, a project <clears throat> coming with Jack Mills. Shout out Jack Mills. Um, there's a project right now with DJ Stop. Um, symbol right now because of the whole COVID situation. Sure. That should be a pretty project compilation. I'm working with my man, Iron Mike Sharp. I think he's got a compilation coming out. I'm just jumping on a bunch of random stuff. All in preparation for Scythe Life Volume 2. Okay. Which should be coming sooner than you fucking think. Scythe Life <laughs> is in stores right now, the album. But yeah, we working, man. We working. Um, shout out to everybody else who's working. You know what I mean? Hit me up for uh, duets. You know what I mean? I'll jump in the quartet if you what? Like, hit me <laughs> up. Available. I'm available. That mic. Where do we go? Right. Got a nickel plated nine and a quarterback skunk. She got rippers in the back, we got rippers in the front. We got rippers doing rips off of other rippers. Keep your face froze up. High haters, baby mama waistline. Was equator, been all about the paper. If not, see you later. Power move is major, you can't process all the data. Break a breaker, I can help you beat your maker. Show you your design, the God cipher divine. I mean, I rhyme nice with it, a mic with it. I put on a pair of J's, just take fights with it. It's gate night, bitches. Bella Clavin tight fitted. Put simply, won't let Babylon pimp me. Too cool for school. Sharks in my jean pool. Open up your mind with the spirit molecule, non soluble. Surf's up, kill them with. The flow, big dog on the yard, let the little ninjas know. If you ain't holding mics like this, precise like this, need to fall back or catch a tight in this.
of heat who holds the crown hydroponic grow up music fused with meth lab melodies played by evil entities strengthened over centuries and forged from the fire chronicles of chilling vocal cords from the Going straight for your juggler, the juggernaut Married to the game, you just hugging her Holy Quran, Necronomicon I bet this chainsaw get you dead before dawn Haunted house on the hill where the blood spill Paint a perfect picture so vivid you catch a chill A veteran for real, I'm popping like a pill If this rap don't play, Cypher catch a new skill Catch a few bodies, few new kills Black hearse with Cruella DeVille, be still, my cold black heart, whispers whisper curses on the darts that I spark, graveyard walks in the park after dark, chop sushi into chop sushi, a la carte, Mausoleum, like frozen with a mic in my hand, mouth open because I've been screaming my last lyrics to my last dying breath. Where can people find this stuff? I mean, you know, again, like we've been saying, everything's available online pretty much everywhere now. But you know, especially for Dimmac, where would you guys, where would you guys want people to go to actually pick up the album before before the vinyl comes out? Obviously, Bandcamp. I guess it'll be Bandcamp. Yeah, because then at least you get you get something out of it, right? Yeah, I would say Bandcamp. You know, I mean, Cuddy put me on to Bandcamp, but I've been loving it. Yeah, I've been loving it. Well, it's nice that you actually get paid something. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Instead of like zero point zero 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 two cents or something. Yeah, yeah. From the other, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Scythe Life. Shout out the Bandcamp. Shout out Spotify, YouTube's. Um. Yeah, shout out everybody that's distributing <laughs> and promoting our music. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's 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 cool that you can do something like like you said it was a quick it was a quick project, right? You did it in a few weeks, and you can put it out, and it's just there, and people can just immediately get it. Like as someone who's a nerd about physical media, that's the one thing I do like about the internet is that you can release music, and it's just it's out there to everyone within minutes, basically, right? So I mean, at least you have the option of people being able to hear it, uh, whether they're in Winnipeg or or anywhere else. So that's that's cool. Big salute and shout out to DistroKid. Oh yeah, they make yeah. it really easy. They make it really easy. Yeah, I find it easier nowadays than ever. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. It See, is. It's it is cool. Yeah. Streamlined. Yeah, it's just it's just different. It's I, I I'm still hard to have a trouble getting my brain around it. I still don't use Spotify or any of that stuff because I, I I can't. I have all these CDs, <laughs> tapes, and records. That I, really? I I can't I can't not listen to them like they're there and I'm I'm looking at them all day. Like I'm working from home right now because of the pandemic and it's all right in front of me and it's like I can't I have to. I have to dig through all of it constantly. So, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad for people who want to hear your stuff and everyone else's stuff that there is that there is that online option for sure. Is there any? 
like, where are people going to be able to find the record once it comes out? Is it just an order online sort of deal? Bandcamp maybe again? Yeah, it'd probably be our uh, Instagram links and our bios to our Bandcamp. Cool. It's off the trunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you might be at that point right or okay, with it, with I'm def- still, yeah it'll oh, yeah. definitely be in it'll definitely be in vintage vinyl in osborne village cool family. cool that's awesome yeah is power. 